Tonight's story takes place in the middle of autumn among tall redwood trees and falling leaves as Penelope goes on a train ride. A Reassuring Hand by Maggie Kuo Penelope slowly woke up from her nap. The sound of gravel getting shifted under the weight of the car signaled to her that she was there, her favorite place in the world. She stuck her face against the window of the car and looked out and up at the redwood trees that seemed to never end. The morning mist had just cleared the air, which left a lingering of coolness between the trees. And the sound of a jazz trumpet playing softly through the speakers made her feel warm despite the cold autumn breeze outside. Soon the car parked and the door slid open. Penelope unbuckled her seatbelt and jumped out the car onto the gravel below. Her little red boots stood out from the gray rocks as she spun around in a circle, looking up and seeing the trees swirl like a whirlpool. She looked behind her and saw her family get out of the car. Her little brother was picked up out of the car and set on the ground, still sleepy-eyed and wobbly. He held their father's hand and Penelope held their mother's. With the beep of a car lock, they headed over to the train. Penelope had been dressed warmly with a big red coat that had fuzzy red buttons. Her hat was also the same shade of red and kept her head and ears warm. But the breeze was able to just barely creep into the gaps between each button. She shivered a little bit, but the excitement of being where she was was enough to make her forget about the cold instantly. As they walked closer and closer to their destination, a small red train soon appeared before their eyes. It was made just for children like Penelope, with small seats and small wheels and even a small engine that kept the train going. There were about 12 coaches, some with a covering and beams that made empty windows, and some that were open like wagons. They were all painted the same red as the trees around them. The only parts of the train that were not red were the engine room that sat at the front of the train and the wheels below each coach. Those were coal black. There were other children there with their parents, all lined up on the small paved road, littered with falling orange leaves. Each was excitedly jumping and giggling for their turn on the train. As Penelope and her family lined up to get on the train, Penelope made eye contact with the adult, squeezed into the engine room. He gave her a smile, waved, and pulled the horn twice. Toot toot! 
Penelope heard. She gave him a large smile and giggled. Something about the horn was so exciting. It made the train feel like it had come alive. Then, she felt her little brother tugging the edge of her coat. He seemed scared. The horn was an unfamiliar sound. Penelope reassured him by holding on to his hand. It was going to be his first time on the train. Penelope remembered her first time on the train. She had gone on with her mother while her father held her brother and waited for them to come back around after the ride. At that time, she sat in one of the coaches that had a covering over their head and windows with no glass in them. She stuck her hand through the window just to double check. She looked up at her mom, confused as to why everything here was made for her size. She was so used to the big shopping carts that were always twice her height, the chairs that her feet never dangled over, and the tables that were always too tall. This was all very new for her. It made her a little scared. She grabbed the edge of her mother's coat. Then the train gave a few toots and started up. This startled her, and her heart started beating like a drum. As the train began its journey, it started moving among tall redwoods as the sun played peekaboo, hiding behind trees and reappearing between them. This relaxed Penelope. Her grip on her mother lessened as she felt the warm sun and heard the low hum of wheels moving along the tracks. The slight rocking of the train started making her sleepy. But soon a train, hidden behind the trees, started coming into view. This was an old train, a train that used to run all around the country way before Penelope was born. But now, was old and tired, so he rested here, forever enjoying the warm blanket of sun around him. Then, as they passed through another dense forest of trees, a clearing came about, and Penelope saw some people working around a strong, tall train that was just freshly painted a shiny coat of black. Its engine was running and smoke was coming through its chimney. All 12 people who were working on the train chattered excitedly about how amazing it was that they were able to bring the train back so that it could travel the world again. Penelope's eyes sparkled at the thought of snow-capped mountains and the lush green valleys this train would be able to see once more. Then, the conductor spoke on the loudspeaker and announced that they would be going through a tunnel and that the kids had no need to be frightened. It was going to be dark, but it would pass quickly. Penelope felt her heart race again. She did not like the dark. The dark was filled with the unknown, the uncontrollable. 
And with her small self, how would she be able to protect herself? She felt weak and powerless. She looked around her, trying desperately to find a way out, but the train was going too fast to get off. The tunnel was now within sight. The trees started closing in, and she felt the world shrink before her. Then, all of a sudden, it was pitch black. She closed her eyes and tucked her head down. She made herself as small as possible so as to become unnoticeable. Thoughts of the dark raced through her mind as she clenched her fists, wishing for the tunnel to end soon. The conductor said it was short. Why is it still dark? She thought. Then a warm and reassuring hand pulled her in. She opened her eyes and looked up. Her mother was holding her close and smiling, reassuring her that everything was all right. Her mother pointed behind them. Penelope turned around and noticed that the tunnel was lined with little pink and blue twinkling lights. It was like she was looking into the night sky. She held her mother close and smiled. It was scary, but not as bad as she thought. She almost thought to herself that it wouldn't be too bad to stay in this tunnel just a little longer. And as soon as the tunnel ended, and light poured into Penelope's eyes, making her squint. As her eyes readjusted, she saw a small little village, no bigger than her body, that lay before her on the forest floor. The conductor said that it was a village full of little elves that had gone out for the day. Penelope was so glad she hadn't gotten off the train before the tunnel. If she did, she would have missed the elf village before her. She also would have missed the twinkling lights in the tunnel. Penelope smiled as she remembered her first time on the train and looked back down at her little brother, who was now saying he didn't want to go on the train. Penelope held his hand and smiled. She had said that despite some parts being a little scary, that he always could depend on her. This story is a story of my childhood. And even now, there are moments where I have to go through my own personal tunnels. And when I go through these tunnels, I have to remember that despite wanting to give up, to close my eyes and make myself feel small and unimportant just to get by. That God is always supporting me and by my side, encouraging me to look at the beauty of life even when everything seems to be dark. That I can depend on Him to take me through 
and that he knows when the exit is coming and the beauty on the other side. I hope you all have enjoyed the story, and I pray that the Lord will be with you even as you dream tonight. And I pray that no matter what tunnel you are going through currently, that you continue to believe and trust that the exit is near and that while you are in this tunnel, that there is a warm and reassuring hand that is holding you near as life has you passed through this season of your life. And with that, good night and sweet dreams. May the Lord be with you.